It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row, the biggest names, our guests on Box to Row. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is Anthony Anderson, international movie star and funny mother. And you're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. Well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day. And I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. Hey, this is Ronda Rousey. You know what this is. This is the one and only D-O-Double-G. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey, man, thanks for letting me talk a little music, movies, and Sports, hey, my favorite three topics. Hey, say what's happening, man? It's CIP, man. Hi, this is Jill Scott. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, it's really focused. It's really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.botchtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row. Real, relevant, radio. It's another edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, June 18th. I'm Donald Ware. Of course, we had Damon Wilson, the head football coach of Bowie State, on yesterday. We now go to Fairfield, Alabama, and another program that has won back-to-back conference championships this time, the Miles Golden Bears able to get it done uh, in his 10th season as the head football coach uh, at Miles is Reginald Ruffin, who joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. How are you, Coach Ruffin? Hey, Don, I'm good, man. Just just blessed and honored, man, to be on the show. Absolutely. No, glad to have you. What's what's it? Let me. What's it sort of been like with the COVID nineteen situation here, uh, the last three months or so, and being able to, um, you know, to kind of get up with your guys and make sure they're doing the things that they're able to do as you prepare for the two thousand twenty season. Well, you know, I always tell them uh, a championship led team is always led by players and and uh, coaches. We just guide, and um, you know, you always um, I tell them, you know, when someone is not watching, you know, you should be doing everything that it takes to to be successful and no no one no one has to stand over your shoulder and 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 you know watch you do certain things or watch you do things if you're committed you're dedicated you know uh this is what you want to do you know you know what we're uh, uh our goals and our mission is to win and and and, and to educate dominate and graduate and so you know our kids know that they they need to understand that this is important uh for their safety you know and, and not coming back because you know when when they come to me now they know it's all it's all man stuff now. You know, I'm getting after it now. So, you know, you better be prepared. And they say, be ye ready. So you need to be ready. So so we just ask our kids to just to, uh, just to do what they always done, man. Do do their job. Yeah. Now, are you able to have, you know, meetings, Zoom meetings and that type of thing with them? Yeah, we, we're Zooming. Uh, I think assistant head coach has really done a great job. Uh, taking up, you know, because I'm on some of the NCAA committees, um, and, and you know, I'm, I'm also athletic director, and uh, you know, and, and I'm w- with the president on the cabinet, you know. So there's been a lot of that with the school administration stuff going on. So, but for the most part, man, the coaches there are all once we meet, get together, and the coaches have done a great job of, uh, you know, zooming me with our student athletes, making sure we finalizing grades and, and doing the things that it takes for them to be eligible and ready to roll. Uh, getting all the paperwork for his uh, renewals for financial aid, you know, and, and 
housing deposits and transcripts for newcomers and clearing house stuff. So uh, all just the house cleaning stuff we need to do in order to just hit the ground running, you know, because once they get here, you know, so so much uncertainty, you know, with this COVID-19 and, you know, testing and, you know, how they're going to come back, reentry to the institution or reentry back to uh, on campus. And, you know, it's just so much uncertainty, you know, but we just got to practice safe and, and uh, disinfect and uh, sanitize and, and make sure we're social distancing, doing the things that CDC is telling us to do in order for us to come back and be safe and protect the program and protect our opponents. You know, we want them to be safe also, you know? Yeah. No, no, no question about it. I mean, and it's because you're on these committees, You, as you mentioned, the director of athletics also there at Miles. Are, are we going to, do you think, Coach Ruffin, have a 2020 season? Yeah, first, you know, I think in life we all need to understand that we are not the man up above. You know, a lot of times, you know, we just have to wait patiently. You know, a lot of decisions and people make, you know, they try to make it, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, without being patient and, and thinking through. Because we all, we've been all over the place. You know, they come out with this and then come out with that. Come out, oh, this is not good. Oh, this is good. And, you know, I just think, you know, just patient and see, um, you know, what's waits uh, ahead in July and, and, and all of that. But for the most part, most most part of the NCAA, they're still trying to be on track, you know, for uh, uh, the start, you know, in the games and, the, you know, and, and finishing. And, and also, you know, they have a, a limit division two, I think, that you can reduce your games. And some of the uh, 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 teams have cut out a lot of the uh, non-conference and dropped the non-conference game, kind of standing with the uh, conference schedule. And, you know, and a lot of teams are scrambling, trying to either – uh, play those minimum amount of games that they said that we can play in Division Two, which is seven, or or you can you know continue your your, your full schedule. So NCAA giving you that that opportunity too. So uh, so most te- most schools or institutions trying to cut costs and and kind of do away with their non-conference games. Uh, you know I want to play all of them. I just want the kids to have the best experience they possibly can. You know and uh, you know in the midst of COVID nineteen, still have an opportunity. You know, to play our games, but in a safe, at a safe rate. Yeah, I mean, ha- are there any schools on your schedule now, uh, from a non-conference standpoint, that uh, may be talking about um, maybe not playing those games? Yeah, you know, uh, Shaw, uh, Shaw, you know, they they have dropped us from the uh, second game of the season uh, in reference to uh, COVID nineteen and uh, um, I guess uh, whatever if the conference uh, mandated. No playing a conference schedule, uh, but you know the AD and I is in agreement with that. You know, and, and it's understandable with COVID nineteen, and you know, and, and and they feel you know for safety of their student athlete traveling and going, I guess, far from North Carolina, Alabama. So uh, you know, we 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 work it out, make sure uh, we're back on the same page and, and back with the um, um, two game, you know, home and home uh, contract at a later date. But uh, and it's understandable. You know, uh, and, and you know we we do understand. Um, you know, we, we hate to lose a game. We still hate to lose a home game, but we also hate to lose a Division two game that's uh, in region opponent. Also, help you with the ramification when it comes to playoffs when you play in region opponents, and that's that's been the thing in Division two, man. Especially HBCUs, we got to play B two games, and then you got to play those in region opponents and the CIAA is an in region opponent for the SIAC, man. So that partnership would have been it was great being able to play show. With, like I say, in region opponent um, for both programs. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, that the voice of Reginald Ruffin in his 
going into his 10th season as the head football coach at Miles, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. To the point, last year, 9-3 uh, and three, uh, was your record. 9-2 and two after the, CI, the, uh, excuse me, the SIAC victory uh, in the uh, championship game over Albany State. Had a nice non-conference schedule, tough schedule. SIAC is, play is very tough. Enabled you to then therefore go to the playoffs, uh, as you're talking about, um, with not being able to play Shaw for 2020. With that, your thoughts on the 2019 season and another SIAC championship. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you talking about the 2019 season, or correct? Or 20? 2019. Yeah, so, so 2019, you know, uh, you know, I just thought, you know, coming back from the 18 season, man, we were just, we was in prime. Our kids uh, bounced back. You know, we we started out well and bounced back in 18, and I just knew it was something special with that 19 group coming back and returning trigger man quarterbacks, and then then you know our schedule, uh, going up and playing a good non-conference opponent in uh, Missouri S and T. Uh, that was real tough, and that's that I just knew I, I program I, I that we were headed in the right direction because our kids were so young, and then you know just to to, to finish strong, you know we we didn't do well at the Central State. That was our only blemish, I think, conference game wise. We didn't do well. You know the weather was a factor, and, and then also I think just uh, being complacent, uh, me as the head coach not getting us ready to play, but they remain. They got back focused and re- remain focused and finish up strong. Then we got into the playoffs, man. We just got into the playoffs. You know, at first we had to fight our way. We had to fight our way to the playoffs because when we actually started with that regional ranking, man, we wasn't even ranked. And then all of a sudden we uh, we got into that, that I want to say, the top ten to be able to get the uh, earned access uh, uh, vote or we get the earned access uh, bid to the NCAA playoffs. And uh, But when we get there, man, I just want us to, to be able to compete. You know, I got to get our kids mentality-wise to understand that that's very important for HBCU. That's very important for us, man. Once we get in the playoffs to make a run, uh, have an opportunity, you know, compete for national championships and, and put our programs at that level. <clears throat> and uh, we played a good um, uh, Lenore Ryan football team. Um, that coach had done a, he done a great job those two years winning the, uh, the SAC conference, uh, SAC 8 conference. And, and then he's moved on to the head coach at Mercer. So, uh, you know, we we play, we played a tough team, and they and they uh, NFL draft pick uh, defensive back first rounder, and so uh, they were they were a tough football team and well coached, and uh, and uh, we you know kind of uh, put our programs up with their program and see what we how we matched up and what we need to do and fix and recruit and and up until this point now to be able to compete at that level at the highest level against Gulf South Conference schools or SAC eight schools. Uh, you know, to give us an opportunity. You know, let's look at some personnel uh, from a running back perspective. I mean, your top three guys return. You're you're missing your top two uh, quarterbacks from last year, but Dante Edwards, Justin Ruiz combined to rush for uh, over 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns. Uh, Talk about them and specifically the running game and how strong that has the potential to be in 2020. Well, you know, everything starts up front, man. You know, I think our offensive line, we return eight starters back on offense. Uh, majority of those guys are offensive linemen, and, and the majority of the guys are running backs. And, uh, and uh, you know, we're very excited and, 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 and happy those guys are all coming back. And, uh, man, you, you, you take a Dante, they call him Thunder and Lightning, and they were just a package, you know, and then uh, uh, 
Darrell Freeman was a mixture of, of power and speed, you know, for to be as small as he was, he, he was strong as an ox. And, uh, you know, and that's just power and speed. And those guys all done a great job, man, and complimenting each other. And they wasn't, they wasn't selfish football players. They all uh, cheered each other on when one got in, the, the other two cheered. And, you know, when it came to the sideline, they were always together. And uh, and that's that's a, that's a mark of, of maturity. That's a mark of leadership. That's a mark of guys that's all on the same page of being being champions and want to be champions and uh and and you know just uh they're leaders man they do things they work hard you know you don't have to look over the show you don't have to tell them twice you know uh you know they do the things that we ask them to do but man they work hard man they just do a great job complimenting each other man and they just compete when they get in there another guy want to run more yards than the guy that was in there before him and uh you know he said hey man i just ran 10 yards on a bus, he said, well, I'm going to go run 15, watch and see I bust it for 20. You know, they are always competing, but they are always together on, on the same page. Yeah, how – again, you have to replace the quarterback. How much more difficult is that now that you didn't really have much uh, of a spring and who are some of the guys that will be competing for that starting spot? Well, you know, you know, Don, I just want to uh, – you know, I always uh, tell people – you know, when they're not here, man, I can't depend on them right now. I know we signed them. You know, they're not here. But uh, we signed two uh, good high school quarterbacks, and I can say that, two high school good quarterbacks, and we have two transfer quarterbacks uh, that we signed. And uh, th- those guys will all have an opportunity to compete for the job. And you are absolutely right. We had no quarterback going into the spring. Uh, we dismissed uh, the guy that was the uh, 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 third stringer and, you know, and, and, and the fourth stringer guy transferred. So uh, that left us with no quarterback going through the spring. So I kind of had a, a good pat on the back, you know, not having spring because we didn't have to just uh, uh, have a makeshift quarterback going through spring because because we lost so many guys, lost the starter and the backup, and then lost the number three and the number four. So that was tough. So we actually had, uh, you know, two walk-on kids that were, um, you know, just having – we only had one day of practice during spring. So, um, and those guys, was gonna, they were coming in and compete too. But, you know, for the most part, we just, we just going to be, uh, you know, having an open, open uh, uh, opportunity for all four of those guys to, uh, to come in and try to, try to win the job, man. And, uh, and, and that's what we recruited, those guys to come in. Uh, and, and I give anybody the keys to the Cadillac. Now, everybody's got to come in and earn earn the right to wash it down and get in and then drop. Reginald Ruffin in his 10th season as the head football coach at Miles joins us here on the program. Uh, defensively, I mean, you've got a, a, a lot of guys, at least 14 guys, or 14 guys that have started at least a game for you coming back. Uh, your linebacker Floyd was pretty sensational last year. Uh, speak about him specifically, the expectations, and then what that defense is going to look like in 2020. Oh, man, having 10 returning starters back on defense is uh, is unbelievable. I think Coach Watson, Michelle Watson, the D.C. and assistant head coach, has done a great job coming in and taking the ball by the horn. Um, and, and me being a defensive-minded guy so long that I actually just stepped away and let, let the defensive guys run defense, you know, because uh, it's normally so hard for me, you know, me being that guy that's been a defensive guy all my life. But uh, but he came in and has done a great job with this with this group and uh, and our linebackers man I, I I can't say enough about our linebackers but you know our linebackers are coached by Ronald Kennedy on the defensive division two Harlan Hill when they ever win the Harlan Hill best player in Heisman Trophy in Division two and he's a defensive player to win it and so he's coaching those guys and uh, man those guys play exactly like he played they play hard 
they play smart, man, and, and they're tough. And uh, but Floyd, man, Floyd, you know, he's a little guy, but man, he's tough and uh, he's smart. You know, he works hard. You know, you like I say, a lot of those guys, man, you don't have to ask them twice to do do things, and they get it in the classroom and they come on the field, man. They come ready to compete. But Floyd got a great. He come from a great background. His parents, man. One thing I love about his parents is. They don't cut him no slack, man. His dad is a roofer, man. He works on the roof. And Florida, every summer, man, he's on the roof, man. So when he comes back, man, he's a, he's dark. He's a lot darker when he, than he left. So uh, And I love it because he's, he's been in that sun all day. And uh, so he comes back. But, you know, he's a great leader, man. And he trains the younger guys that's under him to make sure they're doing the thing that it takes and, and watching and, and, and being successful out there. And, and he's a leader, man. But then you have Mitch Smiley, man. Mitchell came in. Has done a real good job of, of, of coming in as a linebacker too, um, in last year and, and just really uh, changing the game for us at linebacker. You know, with speed and power, and and you know him and Floyd can actually line up at defensive back. They both four or five, you know, uh, forty time guys. Man, they can both run. So those guys can actually line up at defensive safety or excuse me, defensive back at safety and and um, and do a good job. Can play man to man, and uh, we just been so blessed with those guys, man. But but uh, we blessed to have the whole front, the defensive line coming back. Uh, that's the key. That's that leadership group. I think that's the whole uh, descriptive of our, our, our team and our, and, our, and our defense is our defensive line. And then lastly, Coach Ruffin, we appreciate the time. I want to get your thoughts on George Floyd and then the climate, the protests of the climate there in Fairfield, Alabama, slash Birmingham. Of course, Birmingham has a uh, – you know, a serious history, you know, of, of race relations there. But, but just your thoughts on, on the whole, you know, George Floyd and the protests. Well, you know, I feel, I feel, uh, you know, the, just the injustice, man, the racism, man, what's going on. And man, George Floyd, man, what happened to him, man, was, was devastating, man. And, but that's been going on. That's been happening. You know, Kaepernick, he was telling, you know, everybody's been, you know, we've been preaching that. They've been talking about that, man. And finally, you no, know, hey, hey, enough is enough. You know, it's time to stand up. It's time to 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 get things in order. You know, it's time to put this thing in right ship, man. And so that's what's going on. You know, in, in a, and I, I I don't I, like I told our student athletes, do what's in your heart. I always told you guys, do what's in your heart to do what's right. You know, and I said, but don't do it with sin, but do it with, with do it right. And so, and I told them to go out in the world, you protest, you know, you don't have to steal, you don't have to uh, beat anybody up, you don't have to loot, you don't have to take anything, break nothing, do it the right way, man. Let your voice be heard by doing the things that it takes for us to, 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 to be successful and just let your voice be heard. But don't do anything to embarrass yourself, your parents are the institution. And, and, and they have done a great job, you know, of protesting and, you know, being out. And I always said, put soldiers beating the streets and, and uh, 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 preaching that word that we get in the cross that we got to change, man. We got we to gotta change. We got to love, man. We, we forget in the world. What the world needs now is love, and we don't have love. Man. You know, the colors, we don't have the love. You know, it's black or white. It's racism. It's discrimination. It's just no love, man. You can see it in the NFL with the number of minority coaches in the NFL from head coaches all the way down. In college coaches, the same thing. You know, then you got a few college coaches. Um, and, and I say this, and, and then I know we're real wrong. I say this. Uh, Ten years ago, I took my staff 
because this is a D1 program to go do a professional development. That staff had just got hired there. So we're there. The defensive coordinator invited us when he was out there watching practice. That defensive coordinator, who was a white Caucasian man, he said, hey, coaches, hey, I need y'all to tell me what would help us win real quickly in ASAP here at this program. That coach said, go, Coach Revin. I said, you need to make sure your personnel matches up with your scheme. Next coach said, I think your linebackers are slow, and I think they need to be faster if you're going to win in this league. Third coach said, I think you need bigger, bigger defensive linemen. He said, thank you, guys. All that is good. He said, but I need African-Americans out there. It's too many guys that look like me playing out there. And then he said, let me put it in your turn. I need some brothers. I need to be coaching some brothers out there. And then we was like, wow. <laughs> but then he said, don't get this twisted. I have made a lot of money. My career has been very great because of African-American student-athletes I coach. And don't one minute think that a lot of my counterparts, my brothers that look like me, Caucasian don't benefit from African American because they are rich based off these African American football players. Mm. Mm. That was deep. Yeah. You can coach them, but I can't get a job. Reggie Russell was a three time All American at the University of North Alabama. He broke the single season sack record. He broke the Division II sack record. He broke UNA all time sack record. He's UNA only two position All American, and never got a chance to interview for the job. Like they said, Tom Herman said, "We good enough to run up and down the field, and they cheer us on, but once it's over, that dang finish line moves every time." Yep. That's the injustice. That's the protest. That's the stuff that I preach to our young. Black men, just not young black men, but student athletes in my program. You got to get an education. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. You got to get an education. You can't come in and play around. I'm not going to allow you to come in and play around. You got to come in and get it. Mm. And you got to continue getting it because that finish line is going to change for you when you get in the real world. Mm. What's that change? Build grad assistant. That's what Coach Ruffin did. They said, get your master's. I got my master's. They, then once I got my master's, I still couldn't get a college job. I got EDS. Still couldn't get a college job. But the HBCU gave me an opportunity. And I thank Tuskegee University, and I thank Miles College. Mm. That's my start. Oh, man. Sp- speak on it, Coach Ruffin. That, that's why – the, our schools not only were in, uh, important but continue to be important again in his 10th season as the head football coach and director of athletics uh, at miles is reginald ruffin joins us here on the hbcu football daily podcast hey coach ruffin great perspective great to catch up with you man we look forward to talking with you uh further in 2020 man god bless you brother stay safe And I love you, man, as always. Much love for you as well, Coach Ruffin. That's going to wrap it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Thank you to Reginald Ruffin for joining us on today. We're going to end the week in our first week of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast by taking you to Miami. Yes, Miami, Florida, where HBCU football is going to be played for the first time in 61 years. Timothy Harris, the head football coach at Florida Memorial University, bringing football back for the first time in 61 years. 
Florida Memorial University. Going to join us. Uh, Timothy Harris, that is, going to join us on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to tell five friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast as we get you set for the 2020 HBCU football season. You can find us at BoxToRow.com. Download or listen to the podcast. Also on iHeartMedia as well as iTunes. Talk with you on Friday. Song with a tiny top and the ammunition to start a war.